0: Welcome to the Faith Renewed Podcast. I'm Pastor Terry Rogers, and I want to thank you for listening to this message. If you want to learn more about Faith Renewed, check us out online at faithrenewed.org. Tell about three people around you this morning you are thankful for the grace of God. Would you do that? Would you tell about three people this morning? Oh, man. I'm thankful, brother. Amen. So good. Well, good morning. I'm so glad you're here. What a beautiful, beautiful crowd this morning, but Great service at 9, incredible presence here at 11 a.m., and uh, if this is your first time with us at Faith or New, we just uh, wanted to always just pause and say hello to you and let you know how thankful we are God sent you here today, whether it's in this room, whether it's there at home, we're glad you're here. Faith or New Church, would you let our first-time guests know you love them? Come on, yeah, yeah, come on, amen. Amen. If you're watching at home for the first time, do this. Uh, click that like new here link and uh, let us get connected with you. If you're just a part of our online family, drop a comment let us know where you're at. But if you're in the house, we want to meet you personally and say hello to you. You can stop by the connect area, stop by our hospitality area. Love to say hello, give you a gift, let you know we're glad you're here. Amen. And faithful family, thank you for being so awesome, being who you are. But let's do this. Anybody bring their Bible to church this morning? I love it. You guys are Bible people. If you're wondering what kind of church we are, and we love this. We love reading it. So do this with me. Go with me to Ephesians chapter 2. Ephesians chapter 2. We were here last week. Um, And so you who were here should know where that is. Real easy to get to. But Ephesians chapter 2. If you're a digital U Version Bible app user, uh, you can click right now on that app if you like and uh, click More and then Events and follow right along with me. But um, Ephesians chapter 2, if you don't know, this is a story about a resurrection. (laughs) <laughs> Come on, amen. This is a story about a resurrection. Now, we love the resurrection of Jesus around here. We don't just celebrate that once a year on Easter. We celebrate that every week. But uh, this is a story because of that resurrection, there can be this resurrection. And so this is a story of many in this room. This can be your story today if you need life in Christ. And so this is what it says. Verses 1 through 10, it says, "In you, he made alive Ooh, two words, but God, amen, who is rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved, and raised up together, and made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus that in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kingdom towards us in Christ Jesus. And he says it again, verse 8, For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. Somebody say gift of God. Oh, I love that passage. Not a verse lest anyone should boast, for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. So he prepared and has a plan for your life. When you were dead in trespasses, he already had a purpose. When you were were in the grave, uh, he already had a plan. Before you, was a thought and daddy or a mom. He had a plan and a purpose for you today. So again, it's because of grace. I want to pray. I want you to join me if you would. Father, we're thankful today for your grace. We are humbled by it, honored by it, and so blessed by your grace. It truly is amazing. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Would you say it? Amen. 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 How many knows this year is coming to a quick close? Like wild, man. This is like, I mean, just like that. This whole life vapor thing, man, that's like... Just speeding up. I mean, it just feels like it's getting quicker. But, man, we're just two weeks away from Christmas. What an exciting time. Looking forward to that service and that time of celebration. And I'm, I'm just excited, to I'm excited about what we've seen God do uh, this year. It's been incredible. Uh, just a quick show of hands, not to just embarrass, but to celebrate. If you've still been trying to work on this one-year Bible reading plan, you kicked it off in January, you're still trying to walk on this thing. through the, Come on, let me show you hand real quick. Come on. Come on. That's exciting. Put, put your hands together and let these guys know you love them. That is so cool. Many, many in our 9 a.m. as well, so thank you for that. I I made a statement on January 1 when we offered that plan and gave you an opportunity to be a part of that, and you can do that as well in 23, but it, it was close. I made a statement that our church will look different at the end of the year than it looks right now if we do this. I don't know if he was here in January. This church looks different than it does. And and so again, I'm just thankful for that. And we're doing something else. We're partnering something with that that God's calling us into. And so January 2023, we're going to be taking part in a 21 days of prayer and fasting. Amen. So again, I want to invite you to be a part of that. So January 2nd, We'll kick that off January 2nd through the 22nd. We're going to have a time of prayer and fasting. The church is going to be open at 6 a.m. during that 21 days, and we're going to be hosting prayer gatherings at 6 a.m. if you would like to come be a part of that. We know nights don't work for some. We wanted to do something different, so you're, you're invited to be a part if that works for your schedule. But I'm really excited also that on January the 22nd, at the end of our 21 days of prayer and fasting, we're going to be doing a live work worship album recording right here in this room. Amen. And so again, I am pumped and I want you to be a part of that. Our worship team, six songs written by this house, by those who are part of it. So again, it's going to be cool. So make sure you're making plans to be a part of what God's doing here. Amen. Well, I want to do this. I want to talk about now. And then we're in December right now. So we're in a series right now called The Greatest Gift. And um, this is a four-week series that we're going to be doing and looking at the gifts of God. And I'm just so thankful. Last we we did this. We talked about the greatest gift and that gift was of salvation. Oh man, I hope you were here. If you're not if you were not, please go listen to that message. It's, it's crucial, it's critical that, that you hear that, that you let others hear that. So share that. But we talked about the gift of salvation. I gave you two things. That I felt God gave me. And the first one is it said we need this gift. Amen. How many knows we need the gift of salvation? It's not like it's not one of those things that we can look at and just say, No, nah, I don't really need that. No, no. You need the gift of salvation. We we are lost without Jesus. Amen. There is no hope for us apart from Christ. And so again, the word salvation, again, is speaking of a destruction that we're heading to that he rescues us from. And so again, there is a place called hell, but it does not have to be our eternal existence because, again, of salvation, the gift of that that we need in our life. And I also talked about this. I talked about that we want this gift, well, man, like if you ever truly encountered this gift, your life, man, is incredibly radically changed, and God does some amazing things in your life, and man, it just makes you want more. And I, I love this. We were meeting with some of our leaders yesterday, we were talking about just the hunger that has been erupting in this room, that we've been sensing and just and been and I love what God says, that, that he will fill those who are hungry. And I, and I love that. So, again, we, we have seen God do this. And if you want more of him once you encounter that. And today I want to do this. I want to talk about the gift of grace because this is what makes salvation possible? Amen. Apart from the grace of God, and I don't want to read this. I want to read the verse again in Ephesians 2. I want to read verse 8 again, but I'm going to read it from the Amplified Bible. So if you don't have that, it's a, it's a passage, yes. It's a very very cool Bible, and and what it does, it kind of like adds and explains some things as it goes. So it's longer typically in length. So if you're doing the one-year Bible reading plan, maybe one you want to do, maybe one you want to avoid. But no, it's, it's good. But I love it. I love what It says, In verse 8, it says, for it is by grace, God's remarkable compassion and favor drawing you to Christ, that you have been saved, actually delivered from judgment and given eternal life through faith. And this salvation is not of yourselves, not through your own effort, but it is the undeserved gracious gift of God. That's good. Now, I don't know about you. I need the grace of God in my life. Quick show of hands, and and you can be honest in this church, and it's okay, uh, have you ever messed up I raise your hand real quick if you like, like ever messed up. Now, today, uh, I believe majority, this is the, the church unified today. Amen. One mind, one accord. Amen. I, I love that. You at home, just throw your hand up with an emoji if you, if you can, if, that, if that's you. Now, now, if you have not messed up, I'm going to go ahead and give you permission today to be excused. You don't need this. We got one trying to get out, and his mama pulled him back in and said, "You know better." I just saw that, amen. Or his sister got him. That's even worse, amen. But, but, but we've all messed up. Now even at home, if if you if you haven't messed up, now you, we're gonna let you go and click off, go to Netflix, go to Hulu, wh- whatever, because you, you don't need this message. Now there, there's actually if that is you, if you haven't messed up, there's a series out right now. Uh, it's about your life story. It's called The Chosen. All right, if if if, that, if you haven't ever messed up, uh, if you don't know, it's a Jesus amen so again no, he, he's the only one who has it so we've done this we've all messed up we all need the grace of God in our life and, and it is this truly as we were just singing about it's it's amazing like and I am I'm just so thankful that I did not get what I deserved Oh man, I am. I'm so thankful that we didn't get what we deserved. And again, I love this, and this is what separates us. And I'm I'm going to use the word for just lack of a better one. This is what separates us from any other religion, all right? Because the, the work of Christ and the grace of God is what saves us. So again, this is not something that we can earn, and it's not something we can work for. Now, I do love something that Martin Luther said. He, he said this. He said, "God does not need your good works, but your neighbor does." Yeah. Come on, somebody. Amen. Amen. So, so again, we're not doing this again. Now, I did. I, I believed for a long time that I could earn my salvation. Now, it was maybe just how I how I listened in church. Maybe not even what was said. It's maybe how I heard it. But I thought for so long that I could work for and earn the salvation that, that, I, that I have. And I've just, just come to the place, man. It's by grace. Yeah. Now, again, it doesn't stop us from working. We're going to talk about a guy in a minute who understands grace and knows what he should do with it. And, again, I believe it's going to help us even. But, again, our salvation today is a gift from him. And today, again, it is a gift that he's made available to all. And I've been praying like for a revelation of grace to be poured out in this church. And like where we get this, I'm talking about real grace. So When you get grace, it doesn't make you want to go sin more. It makes you want to get on your knees more and pray and praise and thank him for what he has done. It makes you want to share that with others. That's what happens when you get a revelation of the grace of God. So I want to talk today, and, and the enemy doesn't want this for you. I promise you, the, the last thing he wants to for you to get a revelation of grace. Because this undermines, and he can't do his whole condemnation and fear thing when you get a revelation of grace. And so I want to talk about two. And the first one is this, is that grace changes everything. Tell your neighbors, grace changes everything. <clears throat> yeah, it changes everything thing. It is a game changer. Now, if you're a sports fan and you're watching a game, it may be going in one direction and it may not be going the direction that you hope. And then something changes. That's a game changer. And that's again, what our life, it was headed one direction and the grace of God comes in and is a game changer in your life. Now, I did something this week. I don't, I don't know if you know this or not, but I was, I was setting you up and I was going to let you help me preach because I love it when you help me preach. And, and I threw on my social this week, I think even just yesterday, I think it was yesterday, I threw on my social a little post about grace and I asked you to fill in the blank. And it was so cool what, what I saw. And I just said this, I said, fill in the blank. Well, without grace, I would be, come on, now, I love this. I wrote, I wrote several of these down because they were so good, and thank you for helping me today. It said this. It said, it said, without his grace, I would be lost, dead, nothing, disgraced, lost in sin, no hope, hopelessly irredeemable, bound in sin, no hope of heaven, No salvation. Somebody knew, that was reading into my mess. knew this how it got here. By grace, lost and alone, tethered in sin, weighed down by so many chains, eternally lost and without hope, still bound in chains of addiction. I copy and pasted this one because it was good. It said that overtaken by fear and anxiety, alcoholism, self-hate, but because of grace, I am free from all these things. I overcome by the love of the Father and his grace. Come on, can we give God praise for his grace this morning? Amen. So that tells me this, and it tells you this today. Like if you find yourself in any of these areas, like, man, have, I feel hopeless. I feel lost. I, I, I'm headed down this path. It is the grace of God that radically changes everything for us. Now, I hope you can do this. Like, you can read the Bible, and you will see story after story after. After story of people that recognize the grace of God in their life and who have been radically transformed by the grace of God now there are many I don't have time to preach those but I want to preach one and I just begin to think about like who is it today that we can think about and talk about this morning like man who who gets this grace thing and so I believe this what better place than to look at the one that God used to pin what we just read I want to look at the life of Paul. Now, for just a moment, now, first of all, you may see him in Scripture. You know, his name is Saul, sometimes it's Paul. Now, he didn't get a name change. Um, uh, that preaches well. Hey, Amen. you got changed from Saul to Paul in his life. Now, I mean, still Saul, still Paul. You know, one of those was his Roman name. It depends on where he was at, who he was speaking to, and how he was addressed in that life. But his life was radically transformed by grace. Now the guy who wrote what we just read talking about this, I want you to look at his life. Go with me if you would to Acts chapter 8 verses 1 through 3. He's referred to here as Saul. It says, now Saul was consenting to his death. Now he was consenting to the death of a guy named Stephen again, who, who became martyred and who gave his life, died because of the, the living for Christ. And again, this is Saul consenting to that. And at that time, a great persecution arose against the church, which was at Jerusalem. And they were all scattered throughout the regions of Judea and Samaria, except the apostles. And devout men carried Stephen to his burial and made great lamentation over him. And as for Saul, this is what he did. He made havoc of the church, entering every house and dragging off men and women, committing them to prison. Now, the guy who we just read, who was speaking about, man, who he says, who understands. It is the grace of God that he would say it's a gift. He recognized this, and he understood this because he remembered where he was. He remembered where he came from, and he did this. He was a part of actually being a part of, he may not have had the stone, but he was a part of martyring and killing the church. Scripture says, again, he would go into their homes. Think about this. Thankfully, in, in our in our town, our, land, our, our home, this area, our, our country, we don't have to worry about somebody typically busting in our door because, again, we're in here worshiping Jesus, but they're doing this in other places, and it was happening here. They went into their homes, and he was a part of dragging those Christians out and imprisoning them. Now, how do you get from that to, to, to seeing a guy who wrote like 13 of the 27 books in the New Testament? How do you get from being that guy to being one of those guys who lays your life down, who, get, who loses your head, who is in prison for those things? It is the grace of God. And the grace changed everything from him. We're, we're reading and studying right now on Wednesdays in the book of 2 Corinthians. But some are looking at some of the things he went through. Come out and hang out with us. But, but we see something here. Paul understood it was the grace of God that changed everything for him. Now, this doesn't mean that, again, we're not to, like, work for the Lord, all right, and to do work. Again, he's prepared things, has a plan and a purpose for every person here, every one of us. He has a plan for our life. And and grace isn't opposed to us uh, getting out and having effort. It's opposed to us earning it, but it's not opposed to our effort. And so we see something. Paul understood this. Like, Paul gets up, and he writes in 1 Corinthians 15. This is, he says, but by the grace of God... Always recognizing there was a grace that transformed him. By the grace of God, I am what I am. And his grace towards me was not in vain. Like that grace gift that God gave to him. He's like, man, I want to walk in that gift. He used that. He says, but I labored more abundantly than they all. Yet not I, but the grace of God, which was with me. So man, he is seeing it is the grace of God who, who helps him and who, who changed everything for him. And I love this. I don't want you to do this with this gift. I don't want you to exchange this gift. Now, we're in a season now coming up, and like this is a time where, like, man, you're gonna be getting gifts. This is not a gift I want you to exchange. Like, you know, you know, some of you are are pretty good at making people think certain things. They're not always true. I'm just gonna say that. You, you maybe have found yourself guilty of opening up a gift in front of the person that gave it to you, and you're looking at that gift, and you're like. Zee! this I can't wait. Oh no, man, this is awesome. And in the back of your mind, you're back there thinking, oh let me see what I can get for this on marketplace. Or let me exchange <laughs> this one. Uh, let me let me take this one back. Maybe they put the receipt in the box and I can I can go exchange this gift. Now, we are not to exchange this gift. We're going to learn in a moment what we're called to do with that gift. But when we see this gift, this is a gift. It's a game changer that changes everything in your life. So you can do this today. You can look at your life and say, man, am I walking in the grace of God? How's things changed? How's it going? So you can look at that. So, again, we see this. Now, secondly, this is cool about this grace gift. Grace can be received and given. Like, it's what we can do is grace can be received and given. God gives to us, and we can also take this gift and give this to others, man. And this is what I I want us to say. This is like, wow, because I believe this. The grace of God radically transformed the Apostle Paul. No doubt. He makes that so clear. But I believe also something else. I believe someone else who understood the grace of God, who had received that gift, shared that gift, and I believe it played a part in Paul's life. What are you talking about, Pastor? What, are you, what, what do you mean? I, I want you to do this. Like If we read in Acts 8, in Acts 8 we see the story again where it says that Paul was consenting to the martyrdom of Stephen. We see that he had consented to this, that he was living a life, going into homes, imprisoning them, pulling Christians out, breaking up families, and imprisoning people for their faith. But he was radically transformed. Now, I believe this. I believe it was someone who understood and had received the gift of grace, who in turn shared that, and I believe that's what played a huge part, and Saul's conversion. I believe that. But, because, again, this is what we see in Scripture. In Acts chapter 7, I want you to see this with me. Right there before A1, we see at the end of Acts chapter 7, this is the scene unfolding. Now, remember this. Think about this with me. Stephen now, again, a, a believer being stoned now, being martyred, killed, tortured for his faith. Now, this is how this unfolds. It says in verse 57 that then they cried out with a loud voice stopped their ears and ran at him with one accord. They all came together and grabbed Stephen. And it says that, and they cast him out of the city and stoned him. Man, just, I can't, let me think. Uh, we're having a rough time, man, because of being Christians. Think think about this one, man. And 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 this is what it says. And the witnesses laid down their clothes at the feet of a young man named Saul. So this guy was, was in the scene that day when Stephen is losing his life. Like, I mean, imagine this for a moment. Boulders, rocks coming at your head like you being cast down because of what you believed. And he was be, they were being like martyred that day. And this guy was present. We see something happen now through this guy named Stephen. Now, this is, I believe this without a doubt, no no question, the grace of God operating in Stephen's life that allowed him to do what he is about to do. If you know the story, man, you know what happens, but this is how this unfolds. Just let's go together. It says again now in verse 59, And they stoned Stephen, and as he was calling on God and saying, Well, pause there because again, just get the visual. You've got a guy who, again, who is living his life for Christ, now dying for that faith. And as he lays there, man, he he is—he is—he's. I can't imagine what's going on, but we know this. He—he does this. If the Bible says that, he cries out. Now, I I love this. We—we hear something from Stephen that we heard from someone else. Some of y'all know this story. we we, we, we know this. If you've if you've been around and you've hang out here, you you know we love talking about this this one named Jesus. Now, Jesus was this. Jesus was hanging on a cross suspended between heaven and earth, and he was saying things as he hung there. I actually spoke those seven things that he said a couple of weeks ago. Again, what was spoken from the cross? Now, we see something in a man named Stephen that we also heard from the person of Jesus as he hung upon a cross. Now this is as he hangs there, as he's laying there, as he's in that position. It says this, and he cries out. Now, if it was me, I'd be crying out, "Lord, kill them, all of them! I mean, take them out, God." Y'all know, man. Some of y'all, I know the chosen, your life story, amen. You've been just written. No, but listen, take them out. but there was someone there named Stephen who had received the grace of God. And this is the only way we'll ever be able to speak like Jesus in the moment of persecution is when we understand and have a revelation of his grace. Because in that moment, as he is laying there, he cries out, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. Now, as Jesus hung there, he was like, into your hands, God, I commit my spirit to you. We hear those same similar words. And in verse 60, 60, it says, then he knelt down and cried out with a loud voice. And it is only grace. And there is no other way for us to speak this way when we've been done wrong. There is no other way. Now again, we've messed it up. We all agreed. There's one who got it right and his name was Christ. And when we see this grace at work in our life, it enables us to share that with others. Because as he was there, crouched down, knelt down, crying out with a loud voice, he said this, Lord, do not charge them with this sin. And when he said this, he fell asleep. His language before he died. How can anyone talk that way in that situation? It's the grace of God. And it's a gift that we have to receive, but it's also a gift that we can share. And it's, I'm, I'm gonna tell you this: it's, it's way easier for me to preach it, and it's for us to go do this. It's just the truth. But how do we? What does it look like for us? I, I was, I was, man, just kind of preparing for this. I kept thinking about a word that kind of gets used sometime around this season, and 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 the word is re-gifting. Now. <laughs> I don't want to get nobody in trouble, so I'm not going to even ask right now. I was sometimes get you to raise your hand if you've done that. I'm not, going, I'm not going to do that to you. I love y'all more than you think I do. All right, I love you more than, I, than you think I do. But re gifting, even just the definition, this is, I pulled this straight from the internet, you know it's true. Um, this is the definition it says to give a gift one has received to someone else. We can't give what we don't have. But when we have the grace of God in our life, when we have that gift, and when we have this, and I, again, this is how Ephesians 4 is po- even possible. Like, I mean, again, Paul Paul, Spirit of God, pinning these words through him, how can he write things like, "Let all bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor and evil speak and be put away from you with all malice. Be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another even as God in Christ forgave you." How does that happen? It doesn't apart from grace, and it can't. Now, I, I, I don't want to, and I, I hope we don't. I, I hope we don't just take, again, the grace that God has given us. And, and I, I hope that we don't take it and do the wrong things and get the wrong mindsets. Because, again, the enemy can get in the minds of people and use words like grace, and, and, it, and it's caused people to think, man, I just do whatever, live however. Man, I, again, I don't believe that. Again, if you've truly encountered grace, you can't. It's like it starts pulling you back. And so, and we'll see again, Paul Paul used to say in these words in Romans chapter six, he says this, what shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? Certainly not. How shall we who died to sin live any longer in it? And again, because of the grace of God, we get to keep going when we fall and we get to get back up. But we need to remember The resurrection that took place that we read about in Ephesians 2, that wait a minute, I'm no no longer living in those things. I'm now alive in Christ. I'm dead to that old man. I'm dead to that person. And that should flow over and fall into every relationship in our life. So we can't even do this. Like we can't, if someone shows us even grace, we can't do this here with them. We can't say, well, okay, they showed me grace. I can continue now. Certainly not. God's given me grace. I can. Certainly not. And I believe this fully when you get a revelation of His grace and you see that it is a gift, you see yourself so thankful for that, and it flows into every area of your life. And you'll say things like, man, I don't want to go down that path again. I know it was a grace that pulled me out, but I don't even want to go that direction. I don't even want to treat that person that way any longer because I remembered what it was like. No, I want to do it this way, and I'm thankful for the grace. And in John chapter 1, verses 14 through 17, our last passage, it says this, And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. Come, oh, man, ain't that good, y'all? I love this passage. In two weeks, we're going to talk about God being with us, like the gift of Emmanuel, that he is going to be with us, and we're going to celebrate that together on Christmas morning. I want you to look at what it is as he came to dwell among us. It says that we beheld his glory. The glory is of the only begotten of the Father, full of condemnation and judgment. Ooh. Some of y'all shaking your head, you're listening. Thank you for listening. No, full of grace and truth. Yeah, John bore witness of this, of him, and cried out, saying, This was he of whom I said, that he who comes after me is preferred before me, for he was before me, and of his fullness we have all received. This is what we can have. All received, and grace for grace. For the law was given through Moses, but grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. So Jesus came bearing gifts. Man, like if you ever see the story, there were gifts waiting on him. Each one is symbolic, but he came bringing the greatest gift, the grace and the truth and salvation for those to receive this gift. I want you to stand, and as you stand again, please don't leave me. if you don't have to. I want to read one verse from John 1 that I just read. And I want to read this in the message. And the message says it like this in verse 16. Oh, it's a powerful passage. We all live off of His generous abundance. Gift after gift. Gift after gift. This today is how... Again, we have life. This is how resurrection happens, and our story becomes life today. As eyes are bound, eyes are closed. I want to ask you this morning. I want to ask you this morning again. I want you at home to be like honest as you can be. You and the shrew, be honest as you can be. Last week we received and talked about that gift of salvation. That gift is here this morning, and it's by grace. It's not our works, it's not our earning. it's not our efforts, it's, it's receiving the gift. And I feel like in a message like this, the Holy Spirit speaks to hearts in different ways and there's some this morning, you need the gift of grace in your life. Some of you need to share that gift with others. And I know again, they don't earn it, they don't deserve it, just like we didn't, but some of us need to share that gift this morning. And how's it going to happen? Who are you going to need to do those things? It's going to be the Holy Spirit. It's going to be the work of Christ and his love for you. And as heads about eyes are closed right now, as honest as you can be, and we're celebrating what God is doing. We had some this morning who gave their life to Christ, received the gift of grace to this past Wednesday night in our faith student service. Man, it's just amazing what we're hearing God do and how the grace of God is being poured out. And his grace is here now. The grace is here for you at home. And this morning, if you just be honest, like right now, like I need the grace of God in my life. I want the gift of grace today. Would you pray for me, Pastor? If that's you, I want you just to lift up your hand. And right where you're standing, I want to pray over you in a moment. We're going to open up our altars for anyone who wants prayer. But right now, like if you're saying, Pastor, I need the gift of grace in my life. If that's you right now, lift up your hand. Yeah, we thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. God bless you. Who else? Raise that up. Don't hesitate. Don't hold back. This is grace. Yes, grace. God bless you. Who else? Thank you, Father. I want to pray over you. I want to pray for you right now. And just just if you would, just begin to, and you have access today because of the grace of God, to talk to him yourself like you haven't done too much. You haven't gone too far. Look at what we see happen in the life of Paul. Transform. It's what grace does. It changes everything. So call on him right now. Say, God, I come to you, and I need that grace right now. I need it in my life. I need it in my heart. I ask you to transform me. I ask you to take me from death to life. I ask you to bring a resurrection to my dead heart. I believe in what Christ did, and I put my faith in him today and I trust in you, Jesus. How we believe this today, we believe the grace of God when we put our faith in him, he transforms. And we believe this, is gonna be a transformational work beginning your life in this moment. We believe that's gonna happen. And I also believe this, I believe there are several this morning, not, this wasn't like one or two. I believe there were several this morning, like, you need to release and give the gift of grace to someone else. You've been hurt, you've been wounded, and, and there's things that have happened in your life. And um, for some of you, maybe a person, maybe you, that you feel like you've done too much. I want you to just release the grace today. If you've been hurt by someone else, I want you to release the grace today. I want you to re-gift it, give that gift away today. And if that's you, I just want to pray over you right now. If, that's, if you're struggling, if you're in, a, you're in a situation where, man, like you need to just share the gift of grace with someone and you just need his grace to help you do that, I just want you to just lift up your hand real quick. I just want to pray for you. If that's you, yeah, God bless you. Yeah, no, don't hesitate. Just raise it up. God bless you. We've been here. I've been there. It's only his grace. He's the only one that can help us in the midst of those persecutions. Say, God, forgive them. Don't hold it against them. So, that's the only way. I want not pray over you. Father, I thank you right now for hands raised and for grace that is being released in this place right now. It's only by your love, only by your grace that this is possible this morning. So I thank you right now. I pray, Father, for mending of hearts and relationships because of the gift of grace, Lord. I pray, Father, Lord, that we'll share what we've been given, Lord. We'll remember, Lord, what you did for us, Lord, and we'll share that with others, Lord. And I just thank you for healings that's going to happen in hearts and in homes and in lives and in families today, God. It's only by your grace. It truly is amazing. And we thank you for it this morning, Jesus. We thank you for it today. I want us to do this this morning as, as, as the worship team closes in a song. I think it's so important that we, sh- we finish how we started. And that's honoring God. And that's giving him the praise. And giving him the thanksgiving for what he is doing in this place. It's only by his grace. Amen. It's only by his grace. And we also want to do this. We want to pray for anybody in this room who has a need. So again, if you have a need, we want to pray with you. So again, I want to invite you. If you have need a prayer, you need someone else to join with you, join with you in faith. As, as our prayer team comes, I want to invite you to come. And if you don't need prayer, man, you can just come stand. You can just worship right where you're at. But I want you to spend these last few moments in Thanksgiving and in giving God praise. And so again, as a worship team ministers, can we just honor him and thank him today for his amazing grace. Thank you again for listening to this message. We hope it's been a source of encouragement for you today. If you need prayer or a lot to support this ministry through giving, stop by faithrenewed.org.